Yeah, yeah, let's go. It's time to get it started. Let's talk about it. Hello, Giants fans. As I launch my podcast, this is episode number two. You see what we're going to talk about there on the top. Today's going to focus on Joe Shane's presser right before the season starts. Look, I like Joe Shane. I like our coach, Dable. And they have a great partnership. I'm glad they're together. I'm glad they came together from Buffalo. And the presser, I want to talk about a few things that stood out to me. First of all, I love how the reporters are asking him questions that might reveal state secrets. I'm kidding, not state secrets, but asking them about how he feels about the team and all that. Look, they don't want to hype their own team up. They want to keep everything close to the vest, and that's fine by me. Dable, if the reporters don't know by now, is not going to divulge state secret. He's not going to give you inside information. He's going to keep things close to the vest. And that's why I like the guy, the reporter, the two reporters, Giant Outsider, Chris Bizignagni and Patricia Trena, because they ask questions that they know the coach is really going to answer. Not hypothetical. Somebody unfortunately asked about the Jets. Like they don't care about the Jets. They don't care about their other teams. They're focused on their team. So that's one thing that stood out to me. Another exciting thing that stood out to me in his presser was the knowledge that we are the second youngest team in the league that it's awesome and that bodes well for the future yes with youth comes in experience but it also comes a lot of energy a lot of enthusiasm dogs are hungry they want to stand out in the league they want to get paid and so that is awesome that we are the second youngest team it bodes well for the future because we want to not have a playoff team that makes it one year, but a sustained playoff run. And that's what I believe they're building here. Another interesting thing that stood out to me was that he hasn't ruled it out completely, but there will be no in-season contract and negotiations. Obviously, many people are asking questions about Xavier McKinney, but he pointed out specifically that with X-Man, it's going to be at the end of the season. And I speculate, this is me speculating, I wonder if it had anything to do with the fact that he got hurt during the bye week last year, and they want to make sure that he's not going to commit any uh, dumb mistakes like that. He was forgiven, he was brought back in, he was never in the doghouse, but I'm pretty sure in the back of their mind that had something to do with it. Because he said he's not completely opposed to renegotiating somebody's contract or talking about a contract extension throughout the year. One other point that I want to point out from his press conference that stood out to me, they asked him if the division games are more important. And he answered that they're all important. And I agree with that. And I think all of us would agree with that. But many of us have the notion that division games are more important than non-division games because of tie-breaking scenarios. But he retorted, or he replied back when the reporter pressed him further on it. He said, look, they're all important. Last year, we made it to the playoffs with a 1-4-1 record. 
So I see his point. So let's say they go one, four and one in the division again. And they have the attitude, well, we're not going to make the playoffs because we're not winning division games. And they slack off in other games, then that doesn't benefit the team. They've proven already that they can make the playoffs, win a game in the playoffs by going 1-4-1 and one in the division. And this year with the NFC conference being not as strong as the AFC, they probably can make the playoffs once again, and I believe they will this year, with a bad division record. That being said, if you put some truth serum in Joe Shane and Coach Dable, they would prefer to win more games in their division. That's why you build a roster, mainly to win your division because it is the clearest and most guaranteed path into the playoffs. You win your division and you put yourself in the running to perhaps get the number one seed or the two seed, a real high seed. No longer does the two seed get a break in the playoffs. They have to play. But nevertheless, the higher the seed, the better. But I do like his answer. And this is what I like about Joe Shane and Brian Dable. They are committed. They talk about things together. They seem to be on the same page. I like how they bring in the coaching staff and the scouts to make decisions. And the team is on, I think, great hands with these two individuals. One other thing, last thing that stood out to me in this press conference is that he didn't say this himself, but reading between the lines is that we talk about Daniel Jones being in his second year in the system. We talk about the other players being in the second year in the system. Well, this is also Joe Shane and Dable's second year as head coach and GM. And you're going to see them grow as well. They didn't come in with all the knowledge. This is new experience to them. And yet you can tell by some of their shrewd moves, that they are students of the game, that they are going to not rest on their laurels and continue to make this team better. Evident by the fact that he understood that he was 26 on the waiver wire, and hence he made phone calls ahead of time to try to get individuals that may be waived that he wanted for his team prior to them hitting the waiver wire because he knew they may not make it to 26 on the waiver wire. And that's how he ended up getting Boogie and how he ended up getting Simmons. And I believe these two players, even if they don't play up to their draft potential, Boogie was a second round draft pick and Simmons was eight overall back in 2020. Even if they don't live up to that, I believe Coached by this staff, these two are better than the two they replaced, whether that be Fox or Simenez or whether that be Beavers. These two are an upgrade to what they have. It gives us an insight to their thinking. They're never satisfied and they're growing. Not only that, this is really the first year they had the resources, and he did mention that, the financial resources to do things better for the team, gave them more ammunition to better the team. So overall, I'm confident with the team we have. 
We have since found out since the press conference that they cut and released Phillips, the backup swing tackle or potential swing tackle or guard. I forget what it was, but they had cut him initially. He didn't make the 53. They had signed him to the practice squad and now they cut him. We don't know who they're going to replace him with yet on the practice squad, but that is the latest on that. So this is part of the reason why I wanted to start this podcast being new to this post the initial 53 because there is so much information going on and I just can't wait for the real week one preparation when the team gets back on Monday to prepare for the Dallas Cowboys. Now I want to talk to you about five things I'm confident about going into 2023. One, I'm confident that Daniel Jones is going to have the best season of his career. And I can hear some of my friends who are giant fans, but don't believe in Daniel Jones saying, well, the best season of his career ain't much because he hasn't had much of a statistical career. But no, as I said in one of my previous episodes, one of my bold predictions for Daniel is he will have 15 or more touchdowns by weeks nine or 10 of this year. He's going to surpass last year because we have speedy wide receivers. So I'm confident that Daniel Jones is going to be much better and fulfill the potential that I see in him with the weapons he has and Saquon Barkley coming back. Second thing I'm confident about is that Slayton is going to have the best year of his career. Remember, he used to be the de facto number one. And he's not a number one. But now that Waller is here and he's going to require more coverage, now that Paris Campbell is here and Hyatt, the rookie, slowly but surely, Slayton, who has been the highest uh, yardage receiver the last couple of years as a giant, even though we weren't necessarily a passing team, I think he's going to have the best year of his career. Third thing I'm confident about is that Saquon Barkley is going to ball out. He's going to be playing angry, not angry at the situation with the Giants, but I believe that deep down inside, he knows that he probably should have signed that long-term contract and he's going to show himself the world, the NFL, that he is the best or one of the best running backs in the NFL. And he's going to have a monster season. And I predict that he is going to be more involved in the passing offense. And there are going to be games perhaps where he goes over 100 yards receiving. Three things. The third thing I'm confident about is that this team is going to step up in its sack numbers. I forget how many we had last year. I think we had 40 last year. That number is going to creep up by at least 10. And we're going to have more turnovers. So the point differential in the, I mean, plus minus in the turnovers, we're going to be increasing that. And so I believe Overall, the team is going to be better. And the last thing, I think this is the fifth one that I'm confident about, is that we are going to be, if not 
inside the top 10, but close to it, either 11 or 12 at the lowest offense in the NFL. And our defense, which was ranked, I believe, point-wise 17 last year, I think we're going to be creeping closer to the top 10 as well. Those are some of the five things that I'm confident about. And so now let's switch to scouting Dallas. I don't know if some of you know, I was born in Manhattan, raised in the Bronx, but I'm living in cowboy country. I'm living in Texas. I've been listening or reading about the Dallas Cowboys. And one thing I want to point out, as I'll be scouting Dallas up to game time, they're not confident about their offensive line as in years past. Just like the Giants, they're also worried about the starters who are getting older themselves and missed games last year because of injury. And so they're not 100% confident about the line. Another thing I heard is that they're weak up the middle in linebackers. And so if we can attack that area, then I think we are going to show up and show out come Sunday night. And so those are some of the things that I'm hearing from the Dallas front, and I will keep investigating more and tell you more as the week goes on. My closing thoughts for today is that I'm going to, in the next few episodes, I'm going to talk about how I believe we should attack the Dallas Cowboys and their secondary. Many people are touting their secondary, and I don't doubt with Diggs and Gilmore that they're going to be a good secondary. But with our speed, I think we can neutralize their secondary and open up the underneath game because I don't trust their linebackers and use Barkley in the passing game while our speedy receivers and Waller takes the corners and the safety's attention deep, we can exploit the middle ground in that underbelly of the secondary. And so I am very excited. I can't wait till official week one scouting and talking about preparing for an actual game. And I am excited and I hope you follow me on my Twitter handle or Instagram handles is Giants Frenemies. And if you want to be on the show, if you want to venture and talk football with me, just shoot me a DM on Twitter or Instagram and we'll see how we can work you in. Until next time, Giants fans, stay faithful and let's have a great season.